Welcome to Business Done Differently, the podcast about challenging the status quo, creating fans first, and changing the game in business. I'm your host, Jesse Cole, and it's showtime. Welcome back to another special edition episode of Business Done Differently. The past six months, I've gone deep with a solo session about the bananas business and how we do things differently with our vision, our people, our idea creation, and our culture. Well, this episode, I'm mixing things up and reposting one of my top listened to podcasts of all time with Darren Ross, the CEO of Magic Castle Hotel. This episode was recorded back in 2018 after my first visit to his hotel in Hollywood. Since then, Darren and I have become good friends, and I've become a huge admirer of his work. The story of the Magic Castle Hotel and Darren's leadership is now being shared in my newest book, Fans First, Change the Game, Break the Rules, and Create an Unforgettable Experience. Darren's story is the perfect story for our book, as he has created fans worldwide of his hotel by breaking the rules in the hotel industry and creating moments and experiences that will never be forgotten. This episode is where I first learned from him about listen carefully, respond creatively, and how they incentivize stories over sales with their team members. They are not afraid to be taken advantage of by their guests. And I believe in this mindset that you should create an experience where your guests or fans feel like they are taking advantage of you because the deal and the value is so good. Darren does this with his free snacks, his free ice cream bar, his free drinks, his free laundry service, his free popsicles and the famous popsicle hotline, and his free DVDs. And yes, you heard that right, they are still doing DVDs, which is hilarious. But you name it, Darren gives it away to create that remarkable experience. And as you know, we are trying to do the same here with the Savannah Bananas with our all-inclusive model at the ballpark. All your food, all your entertainment, all-inclusive. Now this episode was the starting point for me in learning how to build a culture of buy-in to create these special moments on a regular basis. Since then, I've had numerous talks with Darren and learned so much more, but it all started right here back in 2018. For the new listeners, you're in for a treat. For the listeners who have heard this one before, it may be time for a re-listen, as it's that valuable in my opinion. So on that note, listen carefully and respond creatively. Today's guest is Darren Ross, the COO of Magic Castle Hotel in Hollywood. His hotel has been named the number one or number two highest rated hotel in all of Los Angeles on TripAdvisor. The hotel has also been featured in the best-selling book, Power of Moments by Dan and Chip Heath. And Darren is also the chief executive freak. You got that right. The chief executive freak of Service Freak Hospitality, a hotel management company. And I recently stayed at the Magic Castle Hotel this spring and was absolutely blown away. I remember when I first walked out in the yellow tuxedo going to be on a show and Darren greets me and knows exactly who I was because he saw a post that I made on social media that shows you that the leadership is coming from the top down. And, you know, you've been called a hotel. You've been called the hotel a customer service company that functions as a hotel, but you're constantly trying to add more value. My friend, Darren, you absolutely get it and understand what matters most. And I'm honored to have you on the Business Done Differently show. Oh, thank you so much. It is great to be here. And I just want to say that when I first saw you, 
in your yellow tux against our yellow building, all I saw was a head coming down the stairs. <laughs> you know, that's a great, important starting point right there. The hotel was bright yellow. Um, it's not the nicest, most aesthetically looking hotel. And I think that's what makes this story so amazing. So, Darren, if you could take us back in a little segment I call How I Built This. How did you turn this older hotel into one of the highest rated hotels in all of L.A.? Yeah, no, sure. Yeah. You know, when I first started in 2001, it was, you know, the hotel was was OK. It was, um, you know, a bit a bit run down. Uh, I remember I had a, um, a, a secret shopping company and that's how I was introduced to the hotel in the first place. And I remember doing this kind of secret shop for the hotel and I remember one of the employees smoking at the front desk because of, wow, they, they have, you know, maybe they have some work to do. They have some work to do, you know, but the family who, who owns the property uh, certainly had the vision and, and understood uh, that they had a lot of potential there. And, and they brought me on board and I started off as the general manager there and in, in back in 2001. And yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been an amazing ride. I'll, I'll say that for sure. And I think our biggest key is that we we started taking baby steps and we you know we never looked back we're constantly moving forward in terms of uh adding services and that, that's just been the key to our success is to never stop and always move forward mm, i love that and i want to you know really dive in and share some of the things that you're known for because well first of all let's start with this it is a limited facility you know many people know that i talk about our ballpark in savannah georgia which was built in 1926 it's one of the oldest ballparks in the country and we can't change that it's an old ballpark but you can that's right. but you can create amazing moments now your hotel was built in the 50s correct yeah, so it was built. It was built in 1957. I, I could go down the list of things we don't have. It'll just take a second. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We, yeah, you know, we don't we don't have an elevator. We don't have a bar. We don't have a restaurant. We don't have room service. We don't have a gym. We don't have a spa. So there's you know there's a lot of things we we don't have. And and you're right. You know that is part of our story. And. Uh, that doesn't stop us from creating amazing experiences for for our guests. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's. And it was it was in an old apartment building? Is that correct? It was an old apartment building. Yeah, built in 1957. It became a hotel. We think in the like the mid 80s, early 80s. Yeah. And, and, and what type of guests did, did this hotel attract? Well, we, it was you know, it wasn't families. It was, and it wasn't really business travelers. We had. When I first started, there was we had one corporate account. It was uh, a gay porn company. <laughs> not, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> so that was your so one that, co- corporate account. That was our one corporate account that I inherited. Um, and, you know, it was just it was just guests kind of traveling through. It was a, a, a traveler hotel. You know, people would have people passing through uh, in large part. We had some people. Uh, you know, there are to see Hollywood, certainly. But but yeah, it was it was low end. And this is what's so great, because I, I talk about thinking about business differently. And it doesn't have all the typical amenities you would expect. You know, the lobby is, you know, about the size of a big walk in closet. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's not the most beautiful place. But yet you realized you need to start creating some amenities. And I was blown away when I first walked in. Why don't you share how you started 
developing these and where it came from and, and what the impacts meant? Yeah, well, I think I think I mean, you hit a good point where it came from. And I think that's something pretty valuable to share with people is that a lot of our services, um, you know, were were inspired by my my childhood, my growing up, things that I remembered as as a kid. And what I know is that if, if we uh, implemented some of these services at our hotel, that we would start creating memories for for kids. And that's what we've done. So. Uh, I'll, well, I'll go back in time. When I was a kid, my dad was the president of Famous Amos Cookies back in the 70s and 80s. Wow. And, you know, we got to travel a bit. And I remember being at the Fountain Blue Hotel in Miami. Maybe I was, I don't know, nine, 10 years old. And I remember going to this Italian restaurant. And in front of the restaurant, they had a fountain. And instead of water in the fountain, it was filled with Hershey Kisses. <laughs> And I couldn't believe it. And after dinner, the hostess gave my brother and I and my cousins were with us uh, little paper bags. And she said, take as many as you want. Mm -hmm. And so what does a kid do? You know, we filled it right to the top. And I remember going back to our hotel room and having Hershey Kiss fights, you know, the four of us in the hotel room. And it was just a, it was just a great, happy memory. Mm. And. I certainly didn't remember the hotel. I couldn't tell you the color of the carpet. Uh, I couldn't tell you other amenities it had, but I remember that moment. And that to me was a very special moment. That really inspired me to have not only a snack bar at the front desk and see we have candy bars and bags of potato chips and popcorn and pretzels and nuts and just granola bars, all sorts of things. And I, when I first started that program, I charged, I think it was a dollar for each item. And that was funny. They didn't, I didn't want to charge a lot. I wanted people to use it. And, and they did. And we weren't, you know, we certainly weren't making money on it or very little. And then I, then I thought back to that time at the Fountain Blue Hotel and, and that moment. And so what I did is I stopped charging for those snacks altogether. And that was, you know, 13, 14 years ago. Mm. And we never looked back. And, so today you can come and we have about, I don't know, 20, 25 different items, like full-size candy bars and you know, all sorts of things, 24 hours a day, unlimited, whatever you want. So the beauty of it is that we watch these kids, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, come up to the front desk and it's a big deal for them. And they say, hi, can I please have a Kit Kat bar and Sour Patch Kids, please? <laughs> and we say, absolutely. And we, you know, we come around from the front desk and we hand it to them. And, you know, we're literally creating memories for these kids. And it's a safe place, you know, where the parents are right there in the courtyard watching them, smiling, taking pictures of them from afar. And, and that's what we're doing. We're creating these memories. Mm. And I was so blown away. And obviously, I read about your experience and the power of moments. But then when I showed up, it, it, it continued to blow me away. Uh, you know, the woman, the receptionist who welcomed me in, you know, handed me a piece of paper with all the snacks that were included. I was like, this is ridiculous. And I don't even enjoy snacks, but I already felt taken care of. You know, I'm not a person who's going to eat candy, but I was like, I was still blown away. And then 
you handed a DVD menu, which Darren is hilarious because DVDs are now like VHS. So like right. I, I saw this DVD menu, which was an awesome DVD list, two pages of all the DVDs. And, you're, and, you're, and she said, and we have, you know, we have free DVDs. We have a DVD uh, in our in our each room and feel free, whatever you'd like to take out for free. And I started laughing. I was like, this is hilarious. It was like the nostalgia blast of the past. And then the real ones that blew me away was the ice cream bar. Now, now tell me about how, how did that start? Sure. Yeah, we started that a few years ago. It started by me thinking, wow, free ice cream is some, would be really cool to have at the hotel. <laughs> I mean, that's how it started. It was pretty low risk thinking, gosh, well, people like free ice cream, you know, but in, I was willing to take that risk. And um, apparently people do like free ice cream. Yes. So, so yeah, we have a nice soft serve ice cream machine that we roll out. I mean, it's a big, you know, heavy duty commercial, real, no joke ice cream machine. And, and we roll it out at 2.30 every day. And it stays out there until, uh, I think it's 9.30 every night. And it's great. It's, it's a lot of fun. You can do a cup of ice cream or a cone. And it's just, it's, it's fantastic. You know, so we have two flavors. On the right side, it's always vanilla. And then we change the, the, other, uh, the other flavor every two days. And it creates a lot of opportunities to talk with our guests, to create memories, I'll say one, one of my favorite things to do is when I'm out there greeting our guests and I see a couple of little kids there and I'll tell them about the ice cream machine. And if it's a if it's a day we change the flavor, I'll let them choose the flavor. Ah, uh, you know, I'll give them I'll give them, you know, eight, nine options and we could we could blend them and do all sorts of things. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell them, you know, this is a pretty big responsibility. This is this is going to affect the entire hotel. <laughs> and, um, you know, I just can't tell you the look on their faces. And, and again, it's about creating these memories. And then what, what we'll do is about 10 minutes before the ice cream machine comes out, I'll, if, I'll call them. And if they're in the room, I'll say, can you come on down and taste this before we bring it out? Make sure it's OK. Oh, that's amazing. They're a part of the experience, which is great. And in addition to that, you also have the free beverage machine, which any type of soda, fruit punch, lemonade, water. And I'll tell you that impact on me as a guy who drinks lots of water constantly, especially in L.A. and Hollywood where it's hot. I was blown away because normally I'm like, oh. What an inconvenience. I got to get a dollar fifty to go to a vending machine, pay that, and I just paid a couple hundred dollars for a room, and I got to pay four, five, six, seven dollars for water. And you said, forget that. I want free soda, free drinks, free ice cream. I, I dare, and I just, I, I'm not trying to just, you know, really make this a love fest, but it's so different than what everyone else is doing. Well, it's, it's so different. And thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, we have this Coca Cola freestyle machine. So it's a, it's a touchscreen. Yeah, there's, you know, a couple of hundred combinations of drinks you could make. And it's awesome. And yes, it's free 24 hours a day. And, you know, something something that I don't understand is someone who, who travels for business. I'll check into a hotel. And, you know, this hotel has done has done a lot of marketing. They spent a lot of money in trying to get me there, whether it's, you know, television, print, web, whatever. They've, they've tried to get me there. I'm fine. I'm finally there. I'm in the room and they want to charge me, you know, five to eight to ten dollars, you know, for a bottle of water. And I got to tell you, it just pisses me off. It just <laughs> does. Yeah. And I know that if I'm feeling like that, most people are feeling like I'm not the only I know I'm not the only one uh, that, but, that it bothers. Yeah. And so let's just do the opposite. Yes. Let's do the opposite. And 
it, is, it has the opposite effect. It, it doesn't piss people off. It blows people away. And, that, and that's the business we're in. So to me, that's just, you know, we'll talk more about this later, but that's, these are just marketing dollars. Mm. You know, they're marketing dollars. And instead of, instead of having people be upset that, you know, not only are they staying at this hotel that doesn't have an elevator or all these services, now they have to pay for the water. <laughs> we turn them around. We, we They don't focus on the, on the facility anymore. They're focusing on on the value, on the experience, and how different we are. Mm, I love that. There's two things I want to unpack there. You're putting yourself in your customer's shoes. This season at our ballpark, we are actually having all of our front office staff. We're going to be fans for the night. We're going to go undercover, and we're going to experience an entire Savannah Bananas game as a fan, and we're going to write notes. And at the end of the night, we're going to talk about that. And again, I don't think many companies do that enough. You've got to put yourself in your customer's shoes, see how it is, and understand that there's friction points with most companies that upset you. And as soon as you find those things that bother you, eliminate them. Just most people don't have the courage to do it like you did. And the second thing I kind of want to unpack, Darren, quickly is, you know, I've heard you say before, you don't have to spend much money on advertising because when you're doing something that's so great to create moments, who's doing all your advertising? The customers. Our, our customers. And that's it. We, we really focus on that. Our job is to compel our customers to go out there like soldiers and scream about us without us asking them to do so. That's, that's our job. And, and we, we, we get it from the moment they check in to the moment they check out. It's our job to blow them away, to showcase who we are. And, and it's, you know, it's not always easy and it takes a lot of thought. Um, but, but that is our job. That is our job. And, and this money that we spend on our, on our snacks and the soda and the ice cream, um, those really are, as you mentioned, just marketing dollars. And, and it's nothing like in the scheme of things. And I don't want to, we don't need to go too much into financials, but here's something that Darren, why I'm so attracted to what you're doing and why we've been able to stand out. All of our tickets are all you can eat. They include all the burgers, the hot dogs, the chicken sandwiches, the soda, the water, the popcorn and birds cookies for $15 a ticket. That's incredible. I, I did not know that. That's, I mean, that's fantastic. Well, because we saw exactly, literally, what's a friction point? When you go to a sporting event, especially out in LA, you know, you get a ticket and then how much are the hot dogs? How much are the burgers? How much are the soda? It's, it's a friction point. You already bought tickets. It's to go. ridiculous. Yeah. Right. You, you bought tickets to go to the sporting event. And now when you walk out, you know, I know you have kids with your family. You're like, I can't believe I just spent $200. So, oh, absolutely. So we eliminate that just like you. And again, companies are so scared to do this because you know why? Because they're thinking short term. They're thinking short-term yep. profits over long-term fans. Yep, yep. And, then, and what's happened? What's happened over the years for us with with that concept is that we've built this demand for our hotel that's ridiculous. You know, we just you know we don't want to talk numbers too much, but we just we I'll tell you we went into April at ninety-four percent occupancy. Oh, amazing. That's un- it's just unheard of. It's unheard of in, in the industry, um, especially for a small independent hotel in Los Angeles. You know, those are just insane numbers. So we have we have a tremendous amount of repeat business, a tremendous amount of referral business mm-hmm. and a tremendous amount of, of demand overall. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And, and you built and let's go back into this. You built the prices of the snacks the ice cream, the soda, and then I want to get into the popsicles in a little bit, but you built all that into your room rate. And again, I think everyone's like, I can't do that. I can't do that. 
the reality is, think about us. We're giving burgers, hot dogs, chicken sandwich, soda, water, popcorn, and dessert. How many burgers and hot dogs can people eat in a given night? How many ice cream? How many <laughs> sodas? And, and again, I mean, Darren, you don't need to go into it, but I'm guessing it's extremely small. I mean, for me, I think I had four waters. I didn't even have ice cream. I had four waters. So my cost on all your amenities was zero. And I'm guessing yeah. very few people, it's very small, but people are scared to do this. They're scared to do this. And, and you're, you're absolutely right. People, people can only hold so much food. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really funny. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. Do we get that occasional family, you know, that, that piles up on the snacks and wants one of everything, which we do kind of happily? Um, yeah, we get them. We get them once in a while. We get them once in a while. But do most people respect it? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, some people don't ever touch it. Like, like you know, you're mentioning some people have a snack or two. And, that, and that's great. It all averages out. But what most bi- nothing, it's nothing to be afraid of. What really most, be afraid yeah. Of. What most businesses do is they set up policies and they set up rules because of those few people that will take advantage of it. They say, you can't do this. You can't do that. But again, there's such a small minority you know, take care of the people to the best degree, create the best customer experience, the guest experience like you're doing. And if those few people take advantage of you, who cares? We have people that eat like six, some people eat six burgers and three hot dogs. I'm like, you're going to have indigestion later. You're going to have some struggles with it. You know, we'll show you. You're going to be sick later. Yeah, no, we don't hope for that for any of our fans. But but anyways, I I just love what you're doing. And I remember uh, when, when we first started doing these free snacks, you know, we did have some families that just really took advantage. I had it was a it was an employee and a manager that came to me at the time and said, "Look, why don't we create this policy and this limit just to protect ourselves against that?" Mm. And um, to which I said, "You know, your point. No, it's really not a problem. Like, it's is it something that might happen once in a while? Yes, but it's overall big picture." It's pennies. It it's not. Matter. It's yes. not worth it. And the value of there not being a policy is huge. Mm. You know, people really like coming in, and I hear I hear this time and time again at the front desk when we're explaining to our guests our free snacks. Mm. I hear the guests say, "Wait, you mean unlimited? Mm. Wait, <laughs> you mean twenty? Wait, twenty four hours a day? Like they really have to. There's always that time when they check in where they have to clarify our program mm. and." If we had a policy, it just muddies it up and makes it not quite as great. And uh-huh. it being really great is really valuable to us. 100%. I, I want to get into how, how we build this within your people and your culture. But first, you got to tell, we got to tell a little bit about these other two unbelievable menus. You do laundry for guests for free. And then the famous Popsicle Hotline, which, Darren, I was so impressed that you actually have T-shirts now with it. Could you you got to share the, the laundry and the Popsicle Hotline for the listeners. All right, I'll start with the laundry. The um, uh, the laundry idea um, it was actually Carnival Cruise Lines that that inspired me to do that. So I've been cruising for a long time. I love it. Our family loves it. And when you get to a certain status, they they give you free laundry. Now there are some restrictions with it, but the concept was you could fill up a bag or two of your dirty clothes, and they'll deliver back to you the next day, and it's included. And I loved that. That was just so cool. So I brought it to the hotel. We we really did not have to add any labor. We did it with the housekeepers that are there during the day. And the program is this. We'll wash all your clothes at absolutely no charge. So we wash it, dry it, 
fold it. We wrap it up in a little bundle in brown butcher paper. We tie it with twine. We put a little sprig of lavender on it, <laughs> and we deliver it back to your room uh, the same day. Oh. And there's absolutely no charge, and it's unlimited, just like the snacks. It's there's no no restrictions. So if you have, you know, five suitcases of dirty clothes and you want it all done, we will do it. And you go home not having to do any laundry. And what I like about it is that it's it's truly a it's probably the most relevant amenity we give to our guests, the most meaningful, the most impactful, mm. because well, we're literally taking a job away from our guests. Like they would have to sit home and do laundry, and now they don't. Yeah. It's, it's, we've actually made guests cry on more than one occasion when they learn that we're going to do all the laundry. Oh, that's amazing. And it's, it's, you know, thinking about the amenities that you have currently, obviously you're doing laundry at your facility as is, you know, it's just a nice tie in. You don't have to go anywhere else. You can do it. I mean, I think companies need to look at what assets they have that they can maybe use those to create a better customer experience. Absolutely. Exactly. Right. Look within your walls of what can you do? And that's where uh, the creativity and a lot of the fun comes into play. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Now the popsicle hotline. The popsicle hotline. So it started, uh, we, we were serving popsicles out by the pool kind of at random. So we would do it every day. We, when we saw people were out by the pool, we would go out there wearing white gloves. We had a silver tray and we'd pass out free popsicles by the pool. So, you know, it might have happened five, six, seven times a day. And it was really cool. I mean, obviously people, Loved it. Kids loved it. It was just, it was always kind of a surprise. It was fun. And then I just, I don't know, just in the spirit of always moving forward, always improving on things. I just, I don't know how I thought of it. I remember driving and I just thought of a hotline. I thought of a red phone and there was already a phone out by the pool. So I had our phone guy switch it out to a red phone, which literally has no buttons or dials on it. It's truly a hotline. And there is a really colorful sign just above it that says Popsicle Hotline. And then in smaller print, it has the other names uh, of other countries would call Popsicle. So Icy Pole, Ice Block. We have a lot of a lot of uh, Europeans. We have a lot of Australians, certainly. And they have different names for Popsicles. So all you do is lift up the red phone. And then we answer at the front desk because we know where the, we know where the call is coming from. But we answer popsicle hotline, and then there's a kid or sometimes an adult says, "Can we have popsicles, please?" And we say, "Of course." And then a couple of minutes later, we're out there with our white gloves and silver tray full of free popsicles. And it's always real popsicle brand popsicles, cherry, grape, and orange. We keep it really old school, traditional, and. We pass the popsicles around the pool, and, and it's just a great conversation piece. It's where people take their pictures in front of. It's, you know, it's just amazing. Some people have done the research ahead of time, and kids will run out to find the popsicle hotline. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's playful. It's fun. It's inexpensive for us, and it's certainly a, a conversation piece. And yeah, it's, it's it's what people talk about. It, it's all about the experience, and I'm sure like, going into your staff a little bit, they must love this because they actually get to see the impact they're making. I would bet in most hotels, you just go about your business, you check people in, you check people out. But seeing a kid's face when he gets a popsicle or free ice cream, how does that, how does that build the camaraderie and the culture of your staff? 
Oh, absolutely. It, it changes the whole it changes the whole day. You know, and one, it gets it gets our front office uh, staff away from the desk, which I love. You know, I really want them to be out outside in the lobby, in the courtyard, by the pool. So it gets them talking with guests, which is how we learn more about our guests um, and how we learn ways to surprise our guests. We learn more information. So something that we call listen carefully, respond creatively. So we use that term a lot. Ooh, I love hotel. that. Give, give, give me some examples of that, Darren. Yeah. So, you know, let's just say we're outside passing out popsicles and we're, we're talking to a kid and we ask him how the day was. And, you know, the kids say, oh, it was great. You know, we saw the Spider-Man exhibit and, and the kid's wearing a Spider-Man t-shirt. And then, you know, then we understand that this kid loves Spider-Man. So what might happen is that by the by the time that child gets back to the room, there might be a Spider-Man poster on the wall by his bed. Wow. You know, something like that. Um, so it, it, we collect this information, listening carefully, and then respond, responding creatively. Wow. So and your staff our, has done some of these extra touches? Oh, we do it. We do it every day. That's our that's our way of life, the Magic Castle Hotel, for sure. That's that is absolutely who we are. All right, so, I'm, I'm fascinated. So give me give me a few more examples because like even getting a Spider Man poster or some. What are some other things that you guys have done to like? Ooh, I heard this. I'm gonna go make this happen. And how do they do it? Yeah, absolutely. So just just a few weeks ago, our front office uh, agent Oliver, who's amazing, uh, there was a family checking in, and the first thing they were going to go do is go visit the gravesite of Marilyn Monroe because the mom, which is a huge Marilyn Monroe fan, by the time they got back to the room, there was, I want to say it was like full a full-length Marilyn Monroe poster on her bathroom door. And like he wrote something great on it as if it was Marilyn writing it. You know, it was just really clever, really, really playful. Our staff is encouraged to... Uh, you know, not only be, be creative, but it's okay. It's okay to spend some money. You know, mm. what I, what I want in exchange is the story. Mm. You know, it's fine. Go into the cash drawer, spend some money. It's fine. If, if it's ever out of line, I'll let you know. But in my 15 years there, maybe once or twice, if I had to say something, mm. you know, they, and it's just, I want the story, make it great. And, and they understand that that is their job. And, you know, you started this conversation uh, by, by saying that we're a, a, a customer service company functioning as a hotel. And, you know, that's, you know, we, we live that every day. We truly believe it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how you kind of bring that to life mm-hmm. is by actually taking action. And what I find is that a lot of companies really pride themselves on their customer service. They talk about it all the time. But they forget to take the action. Mm. They forget to be creative. They forget to um, not only allow but encourage their staff to create these stories. Oh, that's great. And it's you know something that we've done is whenever I do an incentive program for the front desk staff and and other departments, we do it for housekeeping as well. Uh, but it's usually for the front desk. The, I don't do incentives based on sales. I do incentives based on the quality of stories they're turning in. So I'll give you a quick example, if I may. Um, yeah. Last month, we had an incentive program. 
It lasted, it lasted the whole, I think it was the whole month of March. And the winner of the best story, and I get to be the judge. Every time you turn in a story, your name goes into a hat once. So the person with the most stories has the best chance of winning the prize. And the prize was a three-day cruise. Ah. The, the only trick is, the fine print was, each person has to turn in at least five stories in the month. Wow. So we have about 10 agents, it's about 50 stories. So what, what the hotel gets is 50 stories. Wow. That's a lot of people creating a lot of magic. And then we get to talk about the stories. I get to read the stories. I get to tell, you know, travel agencies when, when I visit them, these stories. And guests get to experience them. Um, yeah, then there's... That's a, well, what was the winning story? I'm fascinated by this. Wait, say one again? What was the winning, what was the winning story? I'm fascinated yeah. by this. One of, the, one of the best stories was... These two kids were staying in, in one of our rooms, and when they were out in the pool with their parents, housekeeping went into the room, and they saw that they were playing store, um, and they had kind of like handwritten signs with the, with all the initials of the kids, and it was it was their store, and they had some pretend food, and housekeeping came and told the front desk this, and we went into the room, and while they're out in the pool basically made it a real store. We, we redid the signs like more professionally on the computer. We put re- real food to replace the fake food. And when they came in from the pool, they had this real store and it blew them away. Like it just totally, totally blew them away. It was, it was awesome. It you was know, awesome. You, you, you created magic and it goes so much with your brand, the magic cash hotel, but literally for those kids, what happened? Magic. Magic. And they'll never forget it. Yeah. And they'll talk about it. And their parents, you know, look, it's stressful traveling with, with little kids, you know. And and to see a hotel, you know, make that make that effort for their kids and make their kids so happy on a trip. Mm. Uh, it's just it's just very, very meaningful to people. Oh, that's amazing. And that's, and that's really the best word I could come up with. It's it's meaningful. And that's what people, people, it's meaningful to parents and and meaningful matters. I mean, that's, that's so great. And I think what the big thing to take away is incentives, not based on sales, but incentives based on the quality of stories. I say this whenever I'm talking with companies, I go, what's your story? You're like, oh, you know, we're not getting covered much by media. Well, what's your story? Is it compelling? Are you creating stories? And you're actually encouraging all your staff every day to create stories. We, With our staff, we call these Fans First Moments. The name of our company is Fans First Entertainment. And I challenge every day, what are the Fans First Moments you're going to create today with 4,000 people in the ballpark? And I, yeah. think, and I think the key, Darren, in which we don't talk about, we got to be very clear here. It's not for every single person. You know, you can't go out and say like, oh, I can't do this for thousands of people. But when you uh, listen carefully... And then what, I, what you said about respond creatively, yeah, that's how you can do it. But just to pick a select few, I'm sure every day there's probably one or two people that you guys pick out to make this experience and it's not everyone. I think that's a key for the listeners and business owners to know, find those moments and then make them even bigger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you know, you're absolutely right. And I've talked to people who are with larger companies 
And they say, oh, well, that's great. You guys could do that. You're only 43 rooms, but we couldn't possibly do that. And I think that's bogus. Yeah. I think I think that's bogus. You could certainly do it. Take baby steps. Do it with a handful of people. And it becomes – it will start to become your way of doing business. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, you're, you're right. Right. If we – and we don't hit every single guest. That, I mean that's not – practical but when they do come to the front desk when there is a question we try to blow them away and that's that's our mission yeah yeah i've heard you before say before our goal is to make our people really 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 happy and then you finished with this great comment on one of your speeches what's your popsicle and you know obviously you're known for the popsicle hotline but every company can have that one thing that makes them stand out, that makes them special. And while you do so many other amenities, it's the Popsicle, the Popsicle hotline that most people are talking about. What's your Popsicle? And my question for you is, have you seen any of these other examples of companies? Because I know a lot of people are scratching their heads. I don't know what my Popsicle is. I don't know what it is that can make me stand out and people tell our story. Have you seen any other very unique things that have stood out for you in the business world? Uh, that's, that's a really... Good question. Uh, I'd like to get back to that if I could, because I, I could come up with some examples. But no, it's tough, and I think that's no. the point. You know, when we try to think of all these companies, you know, there's very few that have. I, ama- I guess that's, I guess that's true. I mean, that's the reality. Yeah. Right. No, you're you're right. I also feel that sometimes people are like, you know, companies are reluctant to be playful and goofy. Hmm. You know, and. And it's okay. And I feel like there's more of a need, you know, for that now than ever. Everything, at least in the, you know, in the hotel world, I could tell you that everything is very slick, mm. uh, incredibly cool, very hip. You know, a lot of hotels want to be the, the coolest, newest hotel, and that's great. But there's also something to be said for doing things in, in a slower way, mm. in a more old school way, going back to the real touchy feely kind of stuff where, you know, kids just want to experience something unique and fun and playful, appropriate to them. And, and, and so do families. And, and, and by the way, so do business travelers, <laughs> you know, it's not all, it's not all for, for families. Um, you know, people want to experience something, something real. I tend to stay away from technology. I mean, people try to sell me on new technology all the time. You know, your customers could check in from their cab before they come in and, and, and they could manage the whole stay on their iPhone. And, you know, that's, that's great. But that takes away our whole business. Our whole business is face to face. And it's amazing. No, I, yeah, I, did, and I, I can tell you that people, people don't remember an app that they checked in with or made a restaurant reservation on, but they might remember coming to the front desk and having the front desk call ahead to that restaurant to make sure they get a good table, make sure they're well taken care of. Um, you know, that they remember. So there's something to be said for just slowing things down a little bit. And that's, that's kind of what we do. Uh, you know, I love this because I'm laughing here, Darren, because we're so similar. At our ballpark, we don't have a video board. We don't have the electronics. We use an old school manual scoreboard because you know what? That's awesome. Because we want people to escape. We have promotions every half inning from dancing players, from literally our players delivering roses to little girls in the crowd in the middle of the game to our senior citizen dance team in their 70s dancing Justin Timberlake on the field. It's all about those experiences. So great. And those aren't aren't through technology. 
you know, you know, again, we we use it as a clutch. You know, I, 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 as a crutch, I've, as a crutch, I've seen so yeah. many people just so like they, that's all they use their app, their media. Well, you know what? That's not the face to face human connection. When someone delivers a popsicle to a little kid and sees that smile, there was no technology involved. Businesses need to go back to the old school and think about the human connection. And I salute you so much for doing that because <laughs> because Darren, we need more of it. People need to understand that's what really matters. You remember those Hershey kisses back in the day when you were a kid. They're not going to remember, like you said, that app or that media channel. They're going to remember that how they felt with that experience. That is that is exactly right. If I if I could just build on that for yes. for a minute, um, other points of inspiration for me and in introducing services. Every guest that checks in, checks into our hotel, unless we make a mistake and for some reason it doesn't happen, I really hope that wasn't your case. Um, I hope we greeted you with a glass of uh, Lepanada soda when you when you checked in. <laughs> yes. Did we? Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> um, and and we it's just our way of actually slowing things down and welcoming you to the hotel. It's just a champagne glass of non-alcoholic, uh, you know, Italian lemon soda, and and I, I allow the staff to make it kind of their own speech, but the only thing they have to hit every time is we just wanted to take a moment to tell you what a pleasure it is to have you with us. And I'll tell you where I got that line from. It was the, it was the day, the night my wife and I found out that our first child was going to be a boy. Mm. And we went to a great steakhouse in Beverly Hills called Mastro's. There's a few of them and we couldn't get a reservation, but we went in anyway. And the manager was was great. We just waited a few minutes, and he brought us to our booth. He took a step back, and he said he said his name, and he said, "I just wanted to take a moment to tell you what a pleasure it is to have you with us tonight." And it's like maybe it's just because it was a really emotional day for us, but it was just it just slowed things down for a minute. It just pushed the pause button for a minute. And it was memorable for me. Mm. And so that, that was the inspiration uh, that started our, our what we call the, the lemonada speech <sighs> that every single guest gets at check-in. Uh, it, slows the, you know, it slows everything down. They just came in from a long flight. They just fought traffic, whatever. And we're just pushing the reset button for a minute. Now you're here. This is the level of service that you can expect. And let us take you through our process now. I love Let us take you through our experience, you know, and, and it's great. And it, I think it really works, you know, uh, um, and it's just, it's just really, really, really simple. Yeah. And that's what it takes. You know, and I, I want to get into some lightning rounds and finish up, but you know, I, I want to touch on that. The slow things down. I've actually had my staff, which meant more to me than anything. They said, can we give you some constructive criticism? And said, sometimes with fans, because you're moving so fast from thing to thing, your body language, you're actually not squared up facing them directly. You're actually kind of facing like you're on the way out. And Jesse, I know how much you care about our fans, but that may show the wrong perception to them. And I was like, you're so right. You think about it when you meet someone or you're working, you're often thinking about the next thing. How often do you solely focus and slow things down? That's such good practical advice, Darren, that every leader needs to do to show to all their people and how important that one connection is. 
Yeah. Well, first of all, I hope he fired that employee. <laughs> no, he got. A, he probably got a raise. No. <laughs> no. You know what? In, in talking about culture, I I always encourage our people to challenge us and how we can get better and care more for our people and our fans first way. And if our people don't feel safe enough to challenge me on something I could do better, then I'm not creating the best culture for our people. And I think that's. And I noticed with your people, and I remember I, I talked. I heard one of your receptionists said, "No worries." And I actually, as a person standing there, said, hey, you know, no worries actually can perceive negatively. You know, it's better to say all good or I'll take care of you or my pleasure. And, you know, I felt comfortable telling that because I was trying to help. And if people aren't doing that and they're noticing something could hurt the business, that's that, you know, that is grounds for, hey, you may not be a fit here if you're not going to help us get better. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. When, when we hire the front desk agents, um, I do kind of frame that position as a creative position, which people tend to like. Mm. And then uh, the same goes for housekeeping and housekeepers, you know, generally aren't used to uh, the boss really wanting their creative input. And so it's very well received. Yeah. And and we so we do consider housekeeping and front desk to be creative positions. Oh, that's great. All right. We'll go into lightning rounds. But first, if you were to give like practical advice right now for someone to find their popsicle and start building this in their culture, what would you do? It's taken you obviously started in 2001. You've continued to build it over the last 17 years. But what would you tell someone how they can start? Yeah, well, I would say, first of all, don't don't be afraid. You know, don't be afraid Like we talked earlier, like, don't be afraid to be silly or goofy or playful. People really like that and people really need it. Mm-hmm. And also look to your past. Look at your own childhood. Look at your growing up. What sort of memories do you have that might be that might uh, be relevant to to, uh, you know, to apply to your business? And people like that personal story. And and don't fear it. Mm. Don't fear it. And, and look around. You might have you might have that resource right in your business today. Mm, I love that. I love that. All right. I'll let you. We're going to go to flip the script. So I'm going to let you be the host, Darren, to ask one question to me and flip the script. Wow. Okay. Flip the script. Yes. You are so the host of Business Done Differently right now for one question. <laughs> it's going to take me a second. Sorry. <laughs> oh, so you're putting a lot of thought into this. Usually I just get asked like ridiculous questions. You're putting thought into this. I'm actually a little bit scared, <laughs> Darren, right now. You know, it doesn't have to be a deep question. You know, you don't need to stump me here. I know. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to get him here. I'm definitely overthinking it. Yeah. Anything, anything curious, anything, any curiosity. Okay. I have a question for you. How do people, you said 4,000 people in your, in your ballpark. How do you, how do you grow what you do? (laughs) Every single night, 4,000 people. And we've been blown away and fortunate to sell out 32 straight games. And we have our whole season. Yeah. Our whole season is about to be sold out going into 2018. So, uh, how do we grow? You, well, I, I always think there's a few ways to look at that. A, how can you do what you're doing for more people? So we actually talk impact over revenue. So we look at, say, we'll impact 120,000, 150,000 people at our ballpark. How can we show and do what we do for more people? So the play that I'm looking at now is, as ironic as this is, but can we travel on the road? Can we showcase this? Can we bring this to Little League parks, actually do it for kids? And can we bring it to big stadiums? You know, can we do it in a media way that we actually have it filmed and show that that's the ironic part as much as I am against technology, if there's a way to make an impact and make more people happy, 
then that's how we'll look to grow. But the reality is we can't add many more seats to this 1926 stadium. So everything that drives us is impact. And I'm thinking, how can we impact more people? So that's either going on the road or showing it through distribution and media. I have a feeling your your team is just infectious, right? And people just love it. It's the players are absolutely, when they come that first day, and I'm like, guys, you're going to have your practice, and there's going to be 3,000 people watching you practice. It's not a game. And then every night, the whole season is sold out. They're like, you got to be kidding me. I go, it's because of you guys. It's because what you're out greeting fans. When fans first come to our ballpark, our players are out there in uniform, passing out programs, signing autographs, and taking pictures. You know, we have our pep band playing music, a 30-piece pep band out there. I'm out there high-fiving people. We have people dressed up in penguin costumes that are our parking penguins that are parking our cars. So just like you, not huge expense. We're looking at all these tiny touch points. So then you build the experience all the way through. And that's why... I was fascinated. My best part of my trip, Darren, was staying with you and connecting with you and your staff. And I was on oh, a trip. That's so nice. And as thank you know, you so I, 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 thank you. But I was on a very popular show and I did a few other things on that trip. But my, my most, uh, the time that I really, really enjoyed was with you guys. And because we connected at what most is most important. And it's not, it's not just about seeing the glamour and Hollywood is what it is, but it's those human connection, those touch points. And you guys nailed it. So we went elaborate on that flip the script, but thank you for asking. And uh, that's why no. I know we're going to continue to connect for, for years to come. No, I don't. For, for sure. If I could just continue with, with, one, with yeah. one point. Um, the, you and I see firsthand the need for joy out there, the need for happiness in people's lives. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we yes. – People are hungry for it. I think now more than ever. And I'll tell you something. Um, obviously, your team makes – and your staff, but your team makes a lot of people happy, very happy. I was in Australia last week. I go there often for, for business. And I was flying from Sydney to Melbourne. And I get off the plane in Melbourne in the domestic terminal. And randomly, as I get off the plane – this is just last week – I hear some really loud voices. Like so loud that I looked, I looked over there and boarding a plane from Melbourne to Cannes, Australia, was the Harlem Globetrotters Mm. (laughs) in full uniform with the Washington generals with them. And they were, they were like really boisterous and funny. Like they were just, they were boarding the plane and they were like, they were just awesome. Mm. And maybe it's because I was far away from home and there was a bit of Americana right there. It made me really happy. Yeah. But as I walked through the terminal and I saw a couple other Harlem Globetrotters running for the plane, I just thought, like, they're so – it's just so great. They're so pure and so so much fun and they bring so much joy to so many people. And I just love seeing them being kind of – I don't even think they – were, they weren't really in character. They were just – they were just happy and it was just a slice of Americana. I feel like that's kind of what you're doing mm. is just spreading that happiness to people. It was, it was just great. And, our was really great. and so what's great about you is that you get people that come up from all over the world that stay in your hotel that you get to share that. So you, you're what you're doing spreading throughout the world. And now we're trying to take our little piece in Savannah, Georgia that's selling out and take that all over like the Globetrotters. And I think the big point you said, hungry for joy and happiness. But when you're providing that, you're, you have great purpose. And what do you want to do? You want to keep providing it more. So it's very contagious. I love that. All right, Darren, we're going to finish we'll here start. with our final four. Actually, before that, we're going to do a magic moment. And we talked about the book, The Power of Moments, uh, which has your great story, Dan and Chip Heath. But what's a moment you'll never forget in your life? 
I'll give you a customer service moment. Mm-hmm. It was really inspiring to awesome. me. It was, I was 17 years old and I went on my very first cruise. It was on Carnival Cruise Lines. And we had a kind of like a larger room because there were five of us. It was better to do it that way. And this guy, our room steward, came to the cabin. It was like 6'2", black guy from Jamaica, awesome. His name was Roger. He was going to be our room steward. And he had his hands behind his back. He introduced himself. And he was just amazing. And he elevated the experience completely. And I never forgot it. Mm -hmm. And he was really inspiring to me. In fact, he uh, just as a side note, he would end up introducing the woman staying a few cabins down from us that cruise, introducing her to my brother. And they now have two adult children. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. And, um, and Roger and I are actually still in touch and he moved all the way up with the company and ended up being the hotel director on one of the carnival ships uh-huh. and retired at a very young age with them and, and still has a lot of influence with carnival cruise lines. Yeah. So he's just a really amazing guy himself. But, um, I always remember that and all the cruises I've been on since haven't measured up mm. to that experience. Mm. And so I think about that when we're greeting our customers. I think about that when I was 17 years old, I think about Roger mm. and I try to convey that to our newer employees and how impactful that could be on people. Like just like the master's guy greeted us with, you know, just want to take a moment to tell you mm. same kind of thing. It's those, those initial, those initial greetings are, are super important. Oh, that's no, amazing. Really important. That's yeah. amazing. Beautiful. All right. Now time for our final four lightning round. We'll go quick through these. Every show I finish with these and Darren, I'm excited to hear what you have to say here. Number one, what have you done to stand out in business and in life? Okay. I would say, um, honesty, you know, I think honesty, uh, is incredibly important and, and accountability. Mm. So not only with, with my staff, but with our customers, with our hotel guest, mm. um, you know, we, we make mistakes and being really honest and you know, what I call running into the problem instead of running away from the problem mm, has been really, really important for us. And, and also good for business. It's, it's been a way for us to showcase who we are as a brand, who we are as, as a company. Um, that's great. I'll give you just a quick example from yeah. yesterday, if, if I could. Yeah, it was it was our check in time is at three o'clock. It was three fifteen, and someone's room wasn't ready yet. We said it's going to be about another five minutes. The guests had no problem with it. We uh, we checked them in, and about ten minutes after they checked in, they got a knock on the door with a note from me that's with an apology saying, "I'm so sorry, your room wasn't ready." you know, when, when promised, um, and there was a bottle of wine <laughs> and it was just acknowledgement running into the problem. And, and I've been doing that for a lot of years and that that's great. I mean, it's just to us, it's been, um, one of the keys to our success. Mm-hmm. Mistakes are what make can make actual raving fans. When you make a mistake and you solve it and make it even better. I mean, I actually, I don't want, I never want to encourage mistakes, but that's a great opportunity to really come to the rescue and save a customer. And wow. sounds like you're doing that bottle of wine. Nice touch, Darren. I like it. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Our final <laughs> always, th- liquor always helps. Yes, it yeah. does. Yeah. It throws some alcohol in the mix. It works. Some alcohol problems seem to go away. Perfect. I love message. it. I love it. All right. The final three here. Now, if you were to give additional advice to someone 
to stand out in business and life, what would you share? Uh, be generous. You know, the, and the, the older I get, the more clear this is to me. And I've been talking to my kids about this too, is be generous, whether it's, it's with money or time or giving advice, uh, be, be generous. I think when I was younger, I was less secure. Maybe I was threatened about, you know, telling people what we do. Um, that's, and that's no longer the case. It's oh, no longer great. the case. That's great. Um, so be, be generous. Yeah. Love, love it. All right. Final two, the best advice you've ever received. Okay. When I was younger, I was a, I was a messenger driving messenger in, in Los Angeles, and it was a really unique company. And I learned a lot about a lot about customer service there. And that is where I really learned to be proactive and to be accountable in business. And it was at this messenger company. We did things differently there. A lot of our clients were five-star hotels, which is how I got interested in the hotel business. Interesting. And one of our clients was the Ritz-Carlton and Marina Del Rey. And when I would go there, I'd always talk to this doorman, Orlando, um, and I invited him to speak to our messenger company. I was like in my early 20s. And, and he did. And he told us about some of the principles. And we ended up we ended up applying a lot of the hotel principles to the messenger company. So all of a sudden we were saying, my pleasure, very well, certainly, I'll be happy to, all the, all the Ritz-Carlton uh, uh, lines. And it really made a huge impact. And just some advice for your, for your listeners, by applying some of these hotel principles to your business, whatever it is, you can instantly elevate uh, the way you sound on the phone, the way you sound in person to your customers. Yeah. It's just a really easy and free trick. Oh, I love it. Love it. And finally, Darren, how do you want to be remembered? Well, I just want to be remembered. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, you know, I want to be remembered. Um, I, th I would say for my generosity, um, kindness, whether it's in my personal life or in business. Mm, brilliant. And I'll tell you, Darren, you were tremendously generous today. And, you know, when I think about you, you are a master storyteller. And that's what you're conveying with your company. Today, you shared some amazing stories. And if anybody can really get something out of this, it's what's the story you're creating? What's your popsicle? And I can't thank you enough for sharing so much, but for what you're doing for customer service around the world, because we need it to improve. It's a problem out there and you're help solving it. So Darren, where can people find out more? Obviously, Magic Castle Hotel. But uh, again, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. It has been a treat and, and I wish you... Much more success. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Definitely. And Magic Castle Hotel and then what, Service Freak, the name of the uh, hospitality? Yes. Service Freak Hospitality uh, is our hotel management company. Yeah. Excellent. Beautiful. Darren, thank you again for being on Business Done Definitely and thanks for everything you're doing. Thank you, Jesse. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Business Done Differently, where we believe that challenging the status quo, creating fans first, and changing the game is the best way to grow your business. For more information about the guest and topics covered in this episode, visit findyouryellowtux.com or shoot me a note at jesse at findyouryellowtux.com. Until next time, stop standing still, start standing out.